like to present about situation of women in regards to violence against violence situation in Myanmar. And I want to start, I just got an idea that I wanted to show a film, about 30 seconds film that we produce and it will be a good start. I'm sorry that we are not um, hearing for the sounds, but we can still record. is everywhere in Myanmar and doesn't work out as a problem, doesn't seem as a problem. And this is a time for us to say stop and break the silence. So in Myanmar, Sexual and um, psychological violence really affecting women, and we can see from Dr. May and uh, Professor Uche's presentation the security of women and gender inequality are really affecting women and girls. And when we say sexual um, security of women, it is not only for the conflict area 
problems also in in general population uh, from the sexual harassment. We don't stop them, so it accelerates, and all this sexual violence that we have a real serious problem. But the problem, the biggest problem, is that we don't think this is a problem. And when I along my presentation, and as well as one of the big issue in Myanmar is we know that these are the problems, but we don't, we didn't have data and information that cover the whole country. This is data gaps, as mentioned in previous presentation. So and. When it comes to violence against women, the word violence, before we don't have the word violence against women in Myanmar. But very recently, uh, about three, four years ago, we started to raise awareness from civil society groups and UN and government. Now we, the population, the people in Myanmar, started to aware about violence and violence against women and children. But still, um, although there is awareness about violence against women, but we don't have um, understanding about marital rape is a crime or guilty or violence because of the culture and social norms that we think our woman or wife is, um, this is a duty for our husband. So this is a some data, national level data from One Health survey that shows that 11% of girls 15 and above have physical sexual violence in last um, intimate to in, uh, by intimate partners. And 21% from um, intimate but um, their husband and when you look at this very related to why uh, education is very important so for women from previous presenters that women with no education six times more likely to experience violence even in during the pregnancy Here I'd like to present about culture and social norms as well as our policy and law status in our country. Culture and social norms is really um, the main root cause of this gender inequality as well as gender-based violence in Myanmar that's affecting women and girls. Not only in violence, but also in women in decision-making and women to have um, this uh, women in decision making politics as well as women in decision making in their education as the previous presenter. And again, when it comes to violence and sexual harassment and rape, many of us um, conclude with the um, blaming reasons, it is more likely we accept, we believe that how women dress or cultural erosion are the blame, not the man himself. 
that committed the violence. So the root cause, especially now in, in our uh, the organization as well as other organizations like UNFP and other group of women organizations have started to talk about sexuality. And because in our society, regardless of whether we are in urban or rural or we are Qing or Karan, whether we are educated or we are, regardless of our socioeconomic background, we think that our body is dirty. Because our menstrual blood is dirty, rotten, and unworthy to touch. Or, so this, all this needs leading uh, norms, leaders, lead women to a submissive uh, impurity, also submissive to men and husband. So all daily practices like men, clothes needs to be hanged, higher, and women, laundry or bottom clothes needs to be hanged low, and cannot wash together, and cannot bring it together and in the same pile. And as well as when you iron, you have to iron them clothes first. All these uh, daily practices and every Seconds, every minute, the message is given to everybody in the household, individual household, that women are low. Actually, women are more than beyond low. So this thing about home, uh, women and men are superiority. Practices in our culture and society, and that puts in our relating, whether we are Christian or Buddhist or whatever relating we are. We believe, we put it in a religion so that we bow down and no question till now. Uh, and we realize that, not realize that, we really, really strongly believe that this is one of the big root causes of gender inequality and culture and social norms that we are practicing now is because there was, there is no simple Sex education in Myanmar, not even simple uh, information about sexuality information. We are not talking about comprehensive sexuality, but even basic about sex education is not there, not in our individual home, not in the schools, not in the universities. So, when we, this is um, culture, in social um, cultural practices. Now when we look at law and policy, it is, when we look at existing laws, they are not protecting women. For example, there is no such word about domestic violence in the current law. The domestic violence, points about domestic violence and understanding is now coming up in our discussion and in our people, in our country, but we don't have it in the existing laws. However, there are many progresses that we made 
and now um, civil society groups, UN and governments are uh, in the process of drafting the law, the Protection and Prevention of Violence Against Women Law since 2014. Now it is coming up to very um, final stage. That is, we assume that that is coming to Parliament in this session or next coming session. But still, rape definition is very limited to two sex organs, and you have to penetrate, and you have to have um, tear or torn, wounded, and as well as you have to have the evidence of semen. And proof of burden is on women not the um, perpetrator. So this is what all the women groups in civil society are advocating government, uh, the law drafter, to make it broaden, to cover all different types of women, and uh, to cover all the different types of sexual acts or rape. As we mentioned earlier, the other presenters, we have National Strategic Plan for Advancement of Women for 10 years, since 2013, and also government and parliament uh, started to um, involve actively in this CEDAW, reporting as well as um, implementing. But the National Strategic Plan hasn't we, d we didn't have, a, we doesn't have, a, we don't have a um, operation plan yet. That's all the civil society are coming together to plan it for next five years to um, develop implementation plan and support government, push government to implement it. But as we mentioned here, there is. Um, concern on or a gap or needs for technical and financial support for those um, implementing ministries. We think this is very important that not only the law but also review and double up and reformat or address social cultural norms is very important to to address violence against women as well as women to be in the policy making levels in different uh, sectors. And when we look at these services, we are uh, specifically, Kaya is working on prevention, changing social cultural norms as well as providing services for violence against our violence survivors. And we slowly realized that having service is really a good prevention. If we have, if a woman or a man knows that I can run away from you and access to the services, he will think at least twice before he beats me, or before he committed to violence. 
but in Myanmar, apart from uh, conflict settings and refugee settings, very few, one or two, um, comprehensive service are providing from organizations. One of the research in late, uh, late 2015 shows that um, there are adports and local organizations or uh, other international organizations providing this and that, but no one is providing comprehensive service in non-conflict settings. And the staff are not trained specific, sorry, specifically for this. And when it comes to referral, we are not well coordinated in uh, sub-regional or national level. But we have customary laws that are really discriminate women. And when it comes to violence against women, we really dealing with this traditional mechanism. Sometimes with one chicken, if I got raped by a woman, uh, by a man, he can, we will go to the village leaders and religious leaders and then negotiate and finally, uh, one chicken can be a penalty for these rape cases and this is common in remote areas. And assessing to the violence services, services for violence survivors are really low. And we need to have data collection systems and referral system needs to be fully developed. So this is policy recommendation from our civil society group, not only from us, but also from locals and INGOs and UN, that's we. Um, come up with the governments and developments, including us, should ensure the policies, le legislation, the drug law, compliance law, that the law drafter are really concerned, worry about. But they are worries two things. One is they don't realize the current situation that much. And as well as when you have a law, you have to have the facility and capacity to implement it. If you cannot implement, if you don't have the capacity to implement it, you cannot draft this law this, with this standards. So this is very opposite from what, what we propose and what we advocate for. In the marital rape, even in this um, draft bill, marital rape, the word marital rape is not in our concept, not in our dialogue, not in our conversation. So, in the draft law, what do they say is, this is wife, spouse, responsibility. So, Okay, if you want marital rape in this law, okay, we can put it, but the penalty is two to five years. But in our real experience, what we are seeing is a wife is raped or sexually violent. She already suffered from uh, psychological violence, 
physical violence and many, many times all this sexual violence. So we have to look at the power, consider power when you um, think about law and penalty. If it is two to five years, no woman, no wife will be assessed to justice. So the capacity of all concerned sector, sectors and ministry should be um, considered and developed, and also the but it should be budgeted. And really, now the law drafter, the decision makers, are said, "Where is the evidence? Show us evidence." But we were not allowed. For so long, we were not allowed to do research. We, had, we didn't get permission to do research. Local organization never can be done research. But our Women League of Burma, for example, they are outside of Myanmar and they have supported us a lot for us to be able to, in this situation, they can do the research, they can raise where, uh, their voices by the time we were not able to even raise one single voice. So we need to build, uh, we need to have data and reporting systems, awareness and capacity building, and not only in police, but not only in lawyers, but also in all different sectors and in all different levels. And this is, I, we intentionally this to international donors. What we face is not only this law, law decision makers are difficult to reflect the situation, but also international donors doesn't want to commit it to fund the services program because as we all know that uh, providing services is the cost, especially the overhead cost is much more higher then awareness raising. For example, 300 US dollar or pound can be conducted a workshop for 25, 30 people. But 300 pounds is a very small uh, number, uh, amount for providing services. But without services or shelter, we cannot do prevention, or we cannot have dialogue about prevention. We cannot have law, or we cannot do prevention. So, and also addressing culture and social practices that we, we, are, we all wanted to put this aside or the last priority. But this is very important for long-term sustainable uh, equality for women in Myanmar. Sorry. Oh, thank you very much.